red costume in motion and shadow bringing it alive. This is episode 374 for June 2015, and if you're a fan of this podcast and you'd like to hear more of it, help us support it by going to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the bandwidth costs and make sure more episodes come out in the future. All right, gang, on with Spider News. We're starting off with movie news because there's a lot of it trying to cast that new Spider-Man. Uh, we're starting with Mike. Evidently, someone that was a fan favorite or looked to be the front runner is out. Yep, possibly. Yeah, take me through this. Okay, you. If anyone has kind of been paying attention to our front page or have been surfing around the movie new, news rumor sites regarding the um, uh, the you know, <laughs> Click Spider-Man bait. and what. Click, clickbait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the top contender, or every, well, at least everyone's favorite contender for to become uh, Spider-Man in uh, New Spider-Man as part of Marvel's deal, uh, studio's deal with the Sony, um, was um, Asa Butterfield, who was, um, in case you don't know who he is, he was also he was in films like Hugo and Ender's Game, and and anyone they were thinking looking for a basically young Spider-Man. Well. Depending on your point of view, this is either good news or bad news because he is apparently out. He is apparently out of contention, um, and he's just you know they. I guess he might. They don't. We he might have been captive for the role, but I guess he dropped out of the thing. Um, also, in light of what we're going on in the casting thing, um, Chandler Riggs was also who was the actor from Walking from The Walking Dead. Um, he was also up for the role, but Coral. Yeah, yeah, Carl. Carl was in, Carl, was in the. Carl. Yeah, Carl no, I was in the, Carl, but Carl. on the internet we say it Coral. Yeah, he was in contention. <laughs> he was in contention. I don't see that. I don't see him as Peter Parker. Well, at all. he posted a tweet today saying that he was kind of you know basic, essentially saying to uh, good luck whoever gets the um, this the gig to be Spider Man because you know he didn't essentially he didn't get it. He says I think I would have been you know um, well let me just read the actual tweet where he said he. The actual tweet says, "Good luck to ever land Spider-Man, Spider-Man role. It would have been awesome for me." And so he's so he was up for it, and he's out. Um, now earlier today, there was a uh, according to um, um, there was a podcast called Meet the Movie Press, um, in which um, uh, the ra- in the which the raps uh, Jeff Snyder he heard through his sources there were three um, possible finalists. To who are up for up for the role, um, and the ones that he were told were uh, Tom Holland, um, who was uh, film credits include The Impossible, How I Live Now, and he's also going to be in the upcoming Rod Howard adaptation of In the Heart of the Sea. Um, he's also featured in the BBC on uh, on a TV series produced by BBC Two called uh, Wolf Hall. Um, the other guy was considered was uh, Charlie Plummer. Um, who was uh, played uh, Michael Thompson in HBO's Boardwalk Empire, um, and the third was Matt Lintz, who's mm-hmm. um, who looks like he's like uh, nine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he was featured in and and he was featured in such film such film classics like 
the crazies and Piranha Three Double D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just Spider Man. Yeah, Piranha and he was, he's also D. in uh, last year's uh, Kill the Messenger. Um, and he was all, and he's going to be up in uh, in the upcoming uh, film Pixels, which is directed by Chris Columbus and this this, li- this link that you gave to CBR. That they're not the first source. No, CBR is getting this from a site I've never heard of. Right, called birthmoviesdeath.com. Yeah, birthmoviesdeath.com is the new yeah. name for Badass Digest, Brad. It is seriously. That's what they support. Yeah. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. This is your favorite website. Yes, it is. Badass Digest is now Birth Movies Death. Yep. <laughs> What's up with that title? I, I don't even get it. I don't know why, because I I mean you're guessing <laughs> I like Badass part. Digest. I thought better. Badass Digest was a better name too. What the hell? So uh, I'm l- reading your article right now as we're recording. Yeah. That they have a Sony inside source, allegedly. Yes. That says it's down to two, and yeah. the, the two you named. Yeah, Tom and Holland from what, was one of... Was from one, what I've yeah. read, the, the reason Butterfield is out is because he went to Reddit mm-hmm. and and leaked that he's possibly a finalist or something. Or oh, he, really? He, he talked about Spider-Man a little bit. Okay. But I think the more accurate, if he would have knocked it out of the park in the audition, that wouldn't have been a problem, no, I would think. No. I mean, and, and yeah, so... But yeah, the update of this thing is, like you said, the top is uh, Tom Holland... It's, it's coming down to two now, according to uh, yeah. movies death and uh, comic book resources. <laughs> is that um, is a Tom? Is it's, it's still Tom Holland's in the contention, and also uh, Charlie Rowe, um, who was well, I in. I think uh, looks more like Peter than the rest of them. Yeah, I mean he's been in. I mean they. I mean mostly some of the stuff we're looking on his IMDb page. He's been in stuff like um, uh, the t- like an um, and so his. Some of his credits are mostly are some of this is, looks like it's mostly British TV and stuff, which is Robin Hood, Walking with Dinosaurs. Um, I think it was a Red Band Society was one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. So, so uh, if you if you I know this is an audio podcast, mm-hmm. but if you go to uh, type in just movie news on the front page of the crawl space. Mm-hmm. I, I created an image with the six actors that were on May 31st. This is the six that it was narrowed down to, according to the Hollywood Reporter. We've got Asa Butterfield, Tom Holland, Judah, Judah Lewis, Matt Lentz, Charlie Rowe, and Charlie Plummer. Uh, let's go around the horn. The, from the looks of it, who do you like? JR, who do you like of these six kids? Well, it was uh, for me, it was between Butterfield and Charlie Rowe. Um, yeah. I probably I, I probably would have preferred Butterfield, but you know I mean the key is how this kid you know how this whoever this is is going to act. So, yes. but uh, but you know it was those two. The others I don't see as Peter Parker at all. I, I don't either. The Lentz Lentz and Lewis especially are almost nine or ten years old looking from the pictures I was able to pull well, from their IMDb. Well, it's funny because I was uh, talking to uh, a friend of mine on Facebook page when he saw some of this, um, some of the stuff about that we're, we're talking about now. He says, he was basically made the crack about, well, when did Peter Parker get bitten by the radioactive spider when he was in kindergarten? I mean, yeah. I mean it's just that all these guys look like, I mean, I understand they want to cast Young for this because they want to try to get a teenager, but at the same time, they look younger than teenagers in the in all in all these things. I mean, you kind of, I mean, it look. I mean, maybe it's because we're so used to seeing um, older actors play teenage parts, but but at the same time, they have to look like they have a little bit more um, so, maturity to them or something. But. So, so Jr.'s choice is Butterfield or Rowe. 
Uh, well, Butterfield's Mike out is, anyway, so right, um, right. so we just have Tom so, Holland. We just have we just have Tom Holland. Holland and Rowe is what yeah, Holland what and the Rowe. rumors are suggesting mm-hmm. that are, we're down to. Mike, who do you like? Well, I'm co- just from looks. Just from because looks I haven't al- seen any of these movies that these kids are in. Um, yeah, well, just from looks alone, I'm I can kind of see why Charlie Rowe um, can he has yeah. a the look of him, but you, again, you're kind of thinking a little bit of acting ability, and I think uh, Tom Holland. He's he does have some he does have a good resume behind him a little bit, and apparently I guess that's the guy that Sony is favoring for this, and part of the reason why the casting decision is apparently taking so long, according to uh, according to Snyder, is because Sony and Marvel they can't seem to agree on who they want, um, yeah. but Sony favors Holland, and since Sony is the one who's actually controlling. The person who actually is paying for the lion's share of this thing, um, he kind of thinks that Holland's going to get it. Uh, but you know, who knows? I mean, and, and maybe these guys are, maybe these two, uh, maybe neither, none of them get it. Maybe it's somebody else that we don't know of. But at this point, it's just, reports I've seen they, they've auditioned fifteen hundred kids. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. That's hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley, who do you like? From the six that are on the front page, uh, I, I was rooting so hard for Butterfield, and now that he's yeah. out of the running, I'm I'm just oh, whoever gets it, that's, who, gets that's it, who we yeah. got. George, anybody that you like, just from looks, I, I, just said, I, unless you, I said Charlie Rowe. You like Rowe? Okay. Uh, let's well, see. That Holland the, kid, if it, you know, he looks Peterish as well because he mm-hmm. looks he looks nerdy and out of place. Peter should be nerdy and out of place. Was Butterfield too good looking? No, I think Butterfield uh, was he too good looking? Was this was this young boy good? <laughs> too good looking, George? Oh what the hell is wrong with you, Brad? <laughs> now we've got a well, no. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, what, Ashley? I said now we've got a discussion going. Is this is this fourteen year old too good looking for you, George? No, oh, Butterfield. Butterfield could have done it cougar. fine. God damn. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry. I, I, I think... Uh, no, I'm not even going to go there. Screw that. Yeah, that, thank you. That, that, sounds, that sounds creepy as hell. Is this one better looking than that one? George, rate, rate these two teenagers. Uh, anyway. Move the F on. I am moving. I am moving. Let's see. Uh, another bit of casting rumors that came out this month. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, who is busy selling Lincolns <laughs> and talking to himself behind the, uh, the wheel of a car, is possibly... <laughs> Not only is he a true detective, he could also be riding a goblin glider. What do you think, uh, Matthew McConaughey as Norman Osborn, Jr.? I have to give this. Well, one why are you thought. asking me this question? Because mm, uh, you like symbiotes. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how how serious to take to take this. Uh, I mean, he's admitted that he has looked at scripts for both DC and Marvel. Um, but you know whether he's been offered Osborne, I, you know, I mean that's, I would, I think I'm just somebody guessing. Um, but uh, and and it doesn't sound like he really wants to sign up for a long term deal. So, but as far as I, you know, I would be fine with him being Norman Osborne. I'd I'd kind of like Osborne, you know, I'd kind of like at least the next one, but I would have liked Osborne to have been somebody who, I mean, you know he's the bad guy. You know, he's obviously the bad guy. But I'd like him to be cast as, you know, I'd like someone to be cast who didn't set the bad guy alert off right away. You know, like yeah. when William Defoe walks out, it's like, 
you know, you know he's the you know he's the bad guy. You just know he's going to be, you know. And uh, there's just nothing uh, nothing warm and paternal about Willem Dafoe. Although I did like Dafoe as you know the you know yeah. the Goblin. But so I'd like to see a, a slightly different take on Osborne. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a trouble with any trouble with McConaughey. And he, he's an Academy Award winning actor. Great yeah. actor. Yeah. Great actor. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, have you guys seen True Detective? Oh yeah, Just that was great, excellent, yeah. excellent, great, great, great acting. But you know, uh, Brad, um, yeah, here's the thing though. I mean, this is all just rumor, and every one of these is a clickbait site, and every one of them has a source, a quote unquote, you know, source. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't see them. Source. No, this you're is, giving me. The and this is this is why I don't <laughs> like to like to post it. And you know. We get people uh, on our Facebook page who are always dropping this every damn clickbait, clickbait thing there is, mm-hmm. and you know, and so at a lot of other sites, you know, you may see that they're like, "Oh, this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy," and I'm like, "And this is just me." I mean, I, you know, if anybody else wants to post it, I don't care. But I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, "This is not news." When it's officially cast, it's news. But right now, it's clickbait, mm-hmm. and we are feeding right. people clickbait. All right, uh, let's do some more clickbait stories. Uh, we, <laughs> do you guys like McConaughey as uh, Osborne? Ashley, what do you think? Do you like the last you thing like the I casting? saw McConaughey in was Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was not by choice. <laughs> Magic. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. That was not by. What did Jack make you go see it? <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who wanted to go see it, and then I made Jack go with me. So oh, we suffered together. Poor Jack. Or Jack. Or me. We want to give everybody. I tried to convince. I tried to convince a girl. There's half naked men in there. I tried no, to convince a girl once I mean, that that was my life story. <laughs> what? My, what? Mike? I tried to convince a girl once that Magic Mike was my life story, but <laughs> you need to work <laughs> on your pickup lines there. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, baby. Yo, Start baby. off by telling them how cute their eyes are, or something like that. You know, don't I'm just. I know. Don't just I, go on and say, "Hey, you know, I'm Magic Mike," and then tap your knee, saying, "You know." <laughs> it ends here. You need you, oh George. <laughs> it ends here. Oh God, where do I go from here? Uh more movie news. Uh <laughs> Ashley, let's see. We've got uh the title of the Marvel produced Spider Man movie that something has been thrown out there that might be the title. What what is it? What do you think? Oh yeah, so apparently there's a rumor that the new one is going to be called Spider-Man: The New Avenger, which would you know be them coming out and firmly stating you know loud and clear this Spider-Man is going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and it's also kind of a throwback to the first Captain America movie, the you know yep. Captain America: The First Avenger. What do you think? Is it a bad title? You like want something different? I'm not a fan of it. It's it's too samey yeah. for me. You know, the first Avenger, the new Avenger, the last Avenger, the old Avenger, the blue Avenger. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's, it's too repetitive, and so I, I I guess something that would convey the same idea without having the same <laughs> the same words. What what would an alternative be? Alternative, uh, come back to me on that one. <laughs> okay, let's th- throw some out there, everybody. What would be an alternative title to Spider-Man: The New Avenger? I don't. I think Spectacular doesn't work. What? Oh, that 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 would just hurt. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too soon. Too soon, I know, Brad. I know. What, I know what title George would love. What would George love? Ultimate Spider-Man. Go straight oh. to hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ultimate Spider-Man. The Ultimate the, Avenger. The old, there you go. Spider-Man. You go to hell. You go to hell and you <laughs> Spider-Man the Ultimate Avenger. Yeah. How about Spider-Man the Young Avenger? No, that's well. That kind of yeah. Well, that's kind of a little bit too on the nose thing. I kind of like the idea. Of, but Spider-Man's it, all about you. Call it. Call yeah. it. Call it uh, Web of Spider-Man. Well, and by the way, I think this is bullshit. Oh, you yeah, don't I think it's going it. to be called Spider-Man: The New Avenger? No, I don't. Uh, what do you think? It, what, even what? even the guy that did it, and the the guy IGN reported it. It was a uh, it was taken, Latino review. It was taken from it. well, no, it wasn't yeah. Latino review, Brad. It was someone who used to work at Latino Review, and and no. and Latino Review was quoting the guy that used to work for Latino Review. I'm out. Um, but even, bad he, <laughs> but even he said, "Take it with a grain of salt." I think it's bullshit. I don't. I don't think this is going to be the title. George, what would you call it? I don't know. I, I, Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man. I mean, seriously. I mean, people are a title is just a title. People people are going to know what the hell it is. It's Spider-Man. I think it's smart to put the word Avenger in the title. I don't because I don't, here's the thing. I don't know that they're going to make him an Avenger. Where where do they have time between now and between the Infinity War to make him an Avenger? Whedon even said if he knew Spider-Man was open uh, to being in – I mean that they had the deal, he would have put him in that final scene of the Avengers movie. I, I still don't know that he's going to be an Avenger. Oh, yes, he is. It's that, Yeah, he is. Anyway, <laughs> tell me where it's confirmed. Well, there well, – no, it, it's – all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say that if this is – I mean technically uh, the first Captain America movie was called Captain America the First Avenger. Technically he wasn't an Avenger in that film, but then he became one in, of course, the Avengers. So I think if they're actually going to call this Spider-Man the new Avenger, they're probably setting the stage for Spider-Man to become an Avenger after Infinity War. Like that, In other words, that he's going to be like the first of the new Avengers or – yeah, but my uh, God, I mean, that's, Spider-Man's supposed to come out in what, 2017? Yeah. And aren't mm-hmm. they already setting up the new Avengers? That's you know, true. That's true. Yeah, Ultron. with the Age of Ultron, right. Maybe we've already seen a book with this title on it, Avenging Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Very, what's that? Yeah, that could work. What is, what is the Avenging? <laughs> the death of his Uncle Ben. The, the death no. of his movie career. <laughs> no, <laughs> 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 That's not that, that can't be. It's avenging bad writers. That can't that can't be. He's not avenging Uncle Ben because we already know this is not going to be an origin story. So no, that fails. His Spider-Man, the responsible Avenger. <laughs> oh, that's that's just too much, man. <laughs> Whoa! Take a shot, folks. You just. <laughs> JR, your, your job is to title this movie to tie it into the Avengers. JR's flipping you off right now, by the way. <laughs> well, I know. I know he is. But I, your, your job is to come up with the title. What would you name it? Spidey Kicks Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Taken. I would, I would see a film Spidey named... Spidey Kicks Avengers Butt. I would yeah. see something named Spidey Kicks Butt or Spidey Beats Ass. <laughs> I would see that. I'd be like, this, this appeals to me. Spidey beats ass. <laughs> Spidey kicks ass. Spidey owns ass. No, stop. Wait a minute. Stop, stop. I'm, I'm trying to do a trilogy. I, I mean, no, come on. <laughs> Spider Man pays for ass. No. Return no, of the ass. Spidey. Return of the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Guest starring Dan. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I, I'm sold. I, I would. I like the synergy of the new Avenger. I like the title. I think I'm the only one. Yeah. Yes. You are. <laughs> no, I, I think, it kinda, I think it's okay too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, humor him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit Ashley up again about a Spider-Gwen movie. Evidently, Emma Stone was promoting her bomb called Aloha. <laughs> where she, <laughs> where the, she plays a Hawaiian woman. Hello and goodbye. Yeah, and she plays an Asian woman. <laughs> that movie bombed, man. Anyway, t- tell me what happened during the interview. All right, well, um, they're pretty much going over... Oh. Tell you the truth, I didn't actually watch the interview. <laughs> wow. Here, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch it. research. I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, uh, Emma Stone and Bradley Cooper are promoting their bomb. Fail. They didn't know it was a bomb at the time, but there's a bomb there. Uh, and the uh, reporter from MTV News says, hey, you know, Spider-Gwen's kind of popular. Uh, what do you think of Spider-Gwen? And Rocket Raccoon, a.k.a. Bradley Cooper, not to be confused with me, uh, says, you know, why, why, why do they call him Spider-Gwen? They don't call him Spider-Peter, which that just sounds offensive. Uh, they, they, <laughs> why does it sound offensive, Brad? <laughs> well, well, it sounds like a movie that you've reviewed once, Spider-Peter. Oh, and he- God. <laughs> Ashley has no frame of reference for that. We actually reviewed the, uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man porn movies. <laughs> yeah. I have no affiliation with any of the, what they're saying right now. That, that, yeah, that belongs to everybody except Jr. <laughs> Jr. I don't think Jr. ever listened to those. Did you listen? I actually found yeah, it. Yeah, I listened to it. We, I got to hear about uh, Joe Robertson <laughs> doing Betty Brandt. I mean, <laughs> oh God, deadlines, deadlines. Okay. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, they they do a debate about uh, the name more than they do if she's going to be in a movie. But I guess my question to Ashley is, one, would you like to see Emma Stone as Spider-Gwen, and would you like to see a Spider-Gwen movie? Um, I think Spider-Gwen is a very different Gwen Stacy than what we've seen set up in the movie universe and, you know, just the general um, know, just the general setup for her character. So Emma Stone makes an excellent iteration of that Gwen Stacy, but kind of, I don't know, the, the grunge, you know, chicken a band... Oh, yeah. you know, butt kicking, you know, <laughs> crime stopping. <laughs> you spite me. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't see I, her I as grungy. Yeah. yeah. Emma Stone's not going to come back and do that anyway, dude. Emma Stone has moved on. Oh yeah. 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 Emma Stone is done with Spider Man, dude. If you're a Spider Man out there and you're and you're sitting there going, and if you're on Tumblr and you're like, oh God, please, I need this because I have so many photoshops. Emma Stone is <laughs> Spider Gwen. I'm sorry to break this to you. It's not going to happen. Uh, I don't, I, I, there's some potential she could be instead of grieving for um, you know Peter's death at his own uh, at the the <laughs> hands of the lizard serum she could be mourning Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man career. I think I, I don't think that uh, I don't think Sony is past from what, from what we'll get into later. Sony's desperate enough to try to do a Spider-Gwen movie, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't, I, I don't think involved. I don't I, yeah. I don't think there's enough. I think I think Sony may be in love with the idea more than the public is. How does that? Yeah, I can't. I I can't even visualize it. Like she makes like she's like this clean, pretty, preppy uh, Gwen. I can't see her just kind of like with the the moody, surly, grungy, you know, kind of tone. In other words, you don't want you don't want you don't want Gwen Stacy as by way of Scott Pilgrim, basically. I guess so. Yeah, that is very. That is. I didn't think about the Scott Pilgrim thing. Yeah, that's very much what they got going on with that book, don't they? That's right. That's, yep. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, does anybody want to see a Spider Gwen movie? No. Mm. What well, do you do with it? 
Well, we, we, we'll talk about it. When, I'm sure there's later. people on Tumblr that do, yes, but no. no. JR, Spider-Gwen movie? No interest. No interest. But certainly more uh, interested in, in that than some of the ones that were discussed in the Sony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> not we'll get to that in a Certainly not. Mike, but really, the, the, only, is, the, the, only, the only reason, Brad, they want to do Spider-Gwen, aside from the fact that it's Spider-related, is because they're trying to find something for Lisa Joy to do, who is uh, like a writer, producer mm-hmm. over there. Yes. And that's really the only reason. When you look at the emails, it's like Amy Pascal can't shut the F up about Lisa Joy. Oh, yeah. And, and so she's just trying to find Lisa Joy something to do. Yep. Mm. The thing is, they don't they don't have the Spider-Man movie universe, the Peter Parker Spider-Man, down yet, before you can spin them off mm. with the Spider-Gwen oh, movie. One, I, I don't think that, that stops Sony. I know it wouldn't stop Sony, but I think with Marvel in the picture, they're like, let's get Spider-Man right before we do something else. Their, their deal is for Spider-Man. I, don't, I, I think Sony would just go do Spider-Gwen and tell Marvel to SDFU because they can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can or not. I, I bet know. you they can. If it's Gwen Stacy, I bet Sony can do whatever the hell they want to. I bet Sony could do a whole movie with Gwen Stacy, you know, tough female cop. <laughs> you know? yeah. They were going to do Aunt May as a goddamn spy. I know. <laughs> you laughed. They were they were considering I that. Know. Uh, let, let's lead into Sony's concerns about Amazing Spider-Man Two. George, you've got this one. Yes, uh, Pascal, you mentioned earlier she was nervous before this movie was coming out. We can also call this segment the Universe Vindicates George. <laughs> because when this when we reviewed this when this when this movie came out, remember we did that emergency review. Yep. I took heat from a lot of people over the shit that I said about that movie. Yeah. I did. I, a lot of people were saying, you just want to hate this, you, you know, this and that. This movie was yeah. awesome. This movie was balls. <laughs> all right? All that shit. All right? A- almost every goddamn thing that I said that was wrong with that film and that other people pointed out in reviews was wrong with that film, Amy Pascal admitted months before the film even came out. Right. And internal emails, what, and I know what, what's something she said that she didn't. Well, like. let me get to that. I'm going to set this up. All right, all right. So, and I, and I, you know, this this relates to the Sony email leaks. You're going to hear a lot about that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered that extensively in the two month hiatus we took from the podcast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, Sony, the emails that Sony leaked that were related to uh, that happened last November related to uh, revolving around uh, oh god, what was that movie now? The uh, the negotiators. What was that? No, the oh, uh, the interview. Thank you, the interview. Um, all those emails that were leaked have been put on WikiLeaks. And there's been a couple of people that I've seen out there who are like, I don't believe this. This is bullshit. This isn't real. And I'm sorry, no. This is, this is, this is, this is real. There, uh, Sony's lawyer has even come out and said, dude, don't read this. This, is, you know, this was never supposed to be put out there. I mean, Sony's lawyers all but admitted, yes, this is, this is genuine. They don't doubt the validity uh, or they don't question the validity at all. Um, so you have Amy Pascal in internal emails raising up the following points about – because she's, she's talking to um, Doug Belgrad. He's a producer at Sony, and they're talking – they're just having an email exchange about um, uh, about you know questions and concerns about Spider-Man. So Pascal just suddenly let loose with this litany of problems she had with it. <clears throat> Uneven, schizo tone, and she misspelled schizo. Uh, movie producers and, and studio execs r- write a lot like doctors writing prescriptions. <laughs> I, I think these people just consider themselves above grammar. 
<laughs> um, Electro is lame. Yep. Everyone is too dour. Too much fashion and clothing awareness for this kind of movie. I didn't say that as a criticism, but okay. Uh, not fun. Uh, lame electricity. Crying. Repetitive. Long. Doesn't ever hit the center bullseye for a long enough time. Weird and disjointed. No one single great set piece because action is just big and it's not storytelling. Not funny at all. Hate the parent story. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey then why yeah. do it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Prob- probably if I'm being really, really honest, writing, director, and – or uh, she meant – no, she meant to say wrong director, but she misspelled it. Wrong director and wrong casting. Mm. On Electro? Well, she doesn't say Electro, but yeah. I mean, come on. You, we know what the hell she's talking about. Right. Uh, because she's already saying in here, Electro's lame, basically. I wish, no, she, yeah. she actually uses the exact words, Electro lame. Um, and she says, we will almost get away with it, and we can never go back no matter how much pressure. We have to do what's right. Um, no, except they didn't get away with it <laughs> at, at all. Yeah. Um, and now we're not getting the third part of Mark Webb's quote-unquote opus. Uh, that he had planned uh, to oh, really wreck Spider-Man. So, <laughs> so to everybody out there who at the time was calling me a hater and telling me I didn't know what the hell I was talking about, here's my middle finger. <laughs> because the universe just backed me up. Because the same problems I had with it are the same problems that Amy Pascal had with it. And this is Amy Pascal's fault. <clears throat> when, you get, when you read these emails, and Mike and I spend a lot of time reading these goddamn things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of time. Way too much <clears throat> <laughs> but when you go through these, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the impression I got of Amy Pascal was Amy Pascal is thrilled to have Spider-Man, doesn't really want to put hands on it all too much, just wants to find a, an auteur that they can control, which is not really an auteur at all, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. they can pay very little money to come in and do it so she didn't have to worry about it. Well, I mean, just to give you an idea of what's going on, <laughs> these guys were – they were – in order they're not – in order to try to research for some of the for, for some of the films, they were doing Google searches. Yeah, they weren't going to the comics. They were doing Google searches. So you yeah, know, yeah, it's it, it's to, it's it was his hands off approach mm-hmm. that helped to fuck it up. Pardon me, excuse me. Yeah, messed <laughs> it up so bad in the first place. So all of that, every bit of suck that is in ASM two, every goddamn bit of it that is on you, Amy Pascal. Because you let it happen, and then you had problems with it, and it's because you kept your damn hands off it. You weren't involved, so screw it. And I, I, I you know, I had said positive things about her before. You know, when we talked about this last time, but this this revelation, which happened early in May, that pissed me off. That pissed me off because I'm like, I get that you like having the character, but you don't really give a shit about the character's history. I do. And I don't want to see this character misrepresented. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a horrible, horrible film. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Parts of it are horrible, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> tell me about the, the snap suit. The gal who produced it would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell me about the Snapchat and mutter. I want to hear this. Awesome. This, this thing is so damn off the wall. The guy, this producer, must have been drunk on a plane. Um, there was no snakes. There must have been a lot of booze when he was okay, sending an email so to Pascal. Pascal, you know, again in these emails and Latino Review. Um, uh, no, this wasn't Latino. Who who posted this? Hang on a minute. From the uh, AV Club. The, yeah, yeah, the AV Club. Pardon me. Yeah. 
Um, they're the ones that found this. And I remember when I posted this on our front page, I put a picture of Poochie D from The Simpsons up there. Um, but the email <clears throat> was from um, – uh, oh, who was it? What was this guy's name? Uh, here, I'll, I'm going to give you the uh, – let's see. Nick, Nick, Nick Shore, Shore, yeah, who was a former producer for MTV. That should right there tell you. All there, you there's a link on the chat window. No, I'm, I'm looking at the link right now. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. And um, <clears throat> so here's the email, okay, that he sent to – he's moved on from MTV, and he's moved on to some kind of hipster, trendy-ass, you know, synergy <laughs> company called Astronauts Wanted, whatever the F that means. <laughs> so here's the email he sent to Amy Pascal, and this – you know, <clears throat> this is scary, and I'm going to explain that in a minute. But here's the email. Spidey thought, hey, Amy, just a couple of rando thoughts – <laughs> from 35,000 35, LAX to JFK. So he was high as a kite when he wrote. Yeah, that. I'm glad he. Could take, I'm glad he could take time. He in was high as a kite, literally, and figuratively. I'm glad he could take the time in between his cocaine and hookers and enemas. Oh, stop! To, to, to fire this email off. Okay, here, here are his rando thoughts. Oh my God! This a rising scary. trend we see with millennials are the really extreme forms of ex- of uh, experiential, experiential. Pardon me. Now I'm talking like Brad. Of experiential uh, exercise like tough mutter, a sort of filthy triathlon. And if if you have Facebook, you know what it is because half your goddamn friends are doing it and put it and can't stop posting pictures of it. True tough um, mutter. The color run, which I don't know what the hell that is. And don't want to know, basically. It sounds like a rainbow party. And even things like hot pi- hot power yoga, veganism, etc. <laughs> Millennials will often post NBD on their no social ba- media after doing it, as in no big deal. Oh, big deal. Also okay. known as the humble brag. Wondering oh, if Spidey could get in to get into that in some way. He's super athletic, bendy, strong, intense, and it's all no big deal to him, of course. So that he wants Spider-Man, a movie about Spider-Man about how he's in a tough mudder race. Or he just wants Spider-Man to be like a millennial. That's basically what he's saying so that they can help appeal to other millennials. Guess I'm what? Spider-Man says, huh? I'm surprised he didn't say, like, let's give him gauges too or something. Uh, or, or, yeah, let, let's, let's give him some glow sticks and uh, you know, maybe he can go to one of these raves that the kids go to. You know, like now, is he ago. wanting Peter Parker to be this and then go to be Spider-Man? Or no, he's, if- yes, he's wanting to, all this incorporated. He goes on. Here's a couple more of his rando thoughts. <laughs> okay, rando at 35,000 feet. From yeah, 35,000 feet LAX to JFK. Yeah. Uh, EDM, and he breaks it down for her, electronic dance music, so that she'll know what the hell he's talking about. Boom, 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 boom yeah. Is the, is the defining music for millennials. Wondering if there's an EDM angle somewhere with Spidey. His movements are beautiful. Would be awesome with a killer DJ behind it. <laughs> that's, that's literally exactly what went wrong with Spider-Man 3. They tried and, to do a uh, dance sequence. <laughs> and his last rando thought. At 35,000 feet. Snapchat just launched a story functionality, which is sort of a day in the life of me told in a series of Snapchats that expire after 24 hours. It has a very VIP quality about it. Since, the, since it's invitation only. Getting invited in the Spidey Snapchat circle would be huge and very buzzworthy and cool. <laughs> oh, God. This, sounds like, this, guy, this motherfucker sounds like an exec at Pepsi when they came up with Pepsi Clear. <laughs> now, here's the thing. God, those are awful If you actually ideas. know the character of Peter Parker, every goddamn bit of this is antithetical to that character. 
every bit of it. Peter Parker, whatever is hip at the time, Peter Parker should not be into it. JR, back me up if I'm wrong. You're not wrong, George. <laughs> you've, you've gotten the approval. Think of, from think the of when I mean, no, no, I mean because he's an outsider. He's 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 awkward. He's socially awkward. Think about what was big back in the '60s when Spider-Man was out. Hot rods. Guys were into cars. You know Heavy. who would be doing all three of these things? Flash Thompson. Yeah, Flash would be into this. Yeah, Flash, Flash would be EDM and it. Hey, check it out. Look at my look at my Snapchat and DJ the, page. Whatever. I'm gonna go mutton. A tough mutton. No big deal. He would Snapchat it, and he would EDM like it's NBD. Yes, and, 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 and Harry, <laughs> well. Harry would probably do some of these things. At least, at least one, maybe two of the of the three of these things. Peter Parker character, they don't get it. But you're saying, you're saying we need a modern reboot of Spider-Man. But then, all these things. but then Pascal forwarded this on to Sony at the time, who was Sony's co-chair, uh, Michael Linton, yeah. and Michael Linton gave a two-word response: "Love this." Oh God. <laughs> now, at some point, thank Christ, thank God. Actually, at some point, cooler it. heads prevailed, and yeah. someone took this aside and said, "Oh hell no." The way I read it, Pascal said, "Love this," or is it, or is it Linton? That was Linton. Or did that, that was Linton's reply to Pascal? Trust me, Brad, I've done the math for this. Okay, so er, uh, so everybody loved it. Yes. All right, except yeah. Now here's the thing: Amy Pascal probably forwarded this, and then he said loved it, and then they probably forgot about it by by the time they got around to. Uh, the happy oh, hour. Yeah. What a On mess. On the way back that. from not giving a shit about Spider-Man. What a mess. What an absolute <clears> mess. <throat> All right. Let's, uh, Mike, we've got to plow through this pretty quick, but uh, we've got three different topics. Yes. You did a great job well, in my absence on the front page by you and George both. Uh, keeping up with all this WikiLeaks stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're breaking, you broke the articles down, yep. and the WikiLeaks, into the different spinoffs that Sony's was considering, what they were considering doing with the Sinister Six, and also sequel ideas. Strap in, folks. Oh, boy. Yeah. What do you want to hit first? Where would you like to start? Well, I think we should start with the Sinister Six, because gonna, it actually ties into... A couple two two different projects that were going on at the same time apparently in within the Sony okay. confines. Um, so we all know that uh, the Sinister Six was going to be there was going to be Sony's big you know project thing, and uh, it was going to be direct. It was I think it was going to be written and directed probably by Drew Goddard, uh, Drew Goddard who um, did um, who wrote a script for Cabin in the Woods, which is actually a very good film. Um, he's yes, also it is. oh yeah, and he also did um, he's also did the uh, uh, screenplay for uh, the upcoming adaptation of uh, Ridley Scott film, which is an adaptation of The Martian. With the trailer for that, looks good too. So he does. Did he have a connection to the Daredevil Netflix? Yeah, he was originally the showrunner. He was originally the showrunner for the for Daredevil. And guess yeah. what? He was so impassioned with the Sinister Six, he quit that show in the yeah. mi- you know in the middle of it to work on this film. To the point to the where, point where considered- he almost yeah. To the point where Marvel almost considered legal action against yeah. it for violation of contract. That's how impassioned he was for this project. Okay. Okay. So what's the Sinister Six consist of? Okay. What, what, what would the movie be about? Okay. Well, it would have been the most insane comic book movie, superhero comic book movie ever made, if this ever got okay. finished. And the Sinister Six um, it would be comprised of uh, Dr. Octopus as the leader, okay. the Vulture, Sandman... Mysterio, the Black Cat, what? or if not her, uh, a female version of the Scorpion, <laughs> and okay. the six. Scorpion. And, yeah, 
Scorpia, exactly. Scorpia. But didn't they have that in the in the yeah, Evil Mindu arc? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the final member would have been Spider-Man. Yeah. And apparently, this is um, this was going to be a film which was going to explore um, how Spidey and Ock Ock's uh, relationship, w- you know, antagonism was going to be kind of the origin of that. Um, because they were before, it's sort of like um, they would be kind of forced to work together um, in everything like this, kind of like with the Ultimate Six, um, Ultimate Comic series that Bendis did in a while, you know, a couple of years back. Um, that's apparently that's where they were taking their inspiration from. from. Um, and even um, even the email, I guess there was a comparison. I think one of the exec, uh, executives, um, I believe it was um, O'Connor, I forgot his uh, uh, first name, but he was comparing. Uh, Doc Ock to Michael Corleone of the Godfather films, in terms of this, in terms of the character arc and everything like this. So, um, and also Doc Ock, interestingly enough, was going to be motivated by um, the loss of his wife. Yes, again. Um, and so, now the question is though, um, the problem with the, one of the things with about the film is that uh, the choice of who would they wanted, wanted to play Doc Ock. Um, and Goddard think, thought, well, we needed, well, if we can't get um, Spidey in the film, we need some, we need a movie star in the lead role. <clears throat> and his top choice, Matt Damon. Matt yes. Damon. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon, yes. Matt guy, Damon. Who incidentally will star in The Martian. Apparently Goddard was, just really wanted Matt, a movie with Matt Damon in it. So, um, so. I got a man crush. That's right. And so. Um, Look at all these other names yeah, that they were up had, for consideration. Yeah, other considerations included Sean Penn, <laughs> Denzel Washington, man, Colin God. Firth, who they were also considering maybe could play the Vulture. Um, they've also there was other names they tossed out. Other guys they tossed out was Will Smith, George Clooney, and Daniel Craig. So we went from Jason Bourne <sighs> to James Bond in terms of Doc Ock roles. I don't see any of those as a Doc Ock. I don't either. Apparently, well, maybe, I guess they were going for an I, ultimate Doc Ock, I, I guess, look. I don't, even that. They're all attractive. Freaking James, when I think of Doc Ock, I don't think James Bond, of no. James Bond no, at all. No, Oh, no. At all. Yeah. Nor do I think of uh, uh, George Clooney as Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And Now, for Felicia Hardy, or um, the female, or either Black Cat or the female Scorpion thing, um, Goddard's chop choice, I mean, was, um, I believe, Emily Blunt. Um, and there's this, <laughs> there's this email that he had where, when they were thinking about maybe they could do a female scorpion, and I'm just going to read what this is. He goes, um, he didn't think they could need a scorpion for, for the film. He says, but, you know, even as I type this, picture Emily Blunt with a scorpion tail on. And he says, oh, God damn, I, it, it, right now, I need her for Sinister Six, or, you know, he was really excited about about this. Sinister Six 2. Yeah, or Sinister Six 2, yep. Why Why are they wanting to recast Felicia when they just had her in the I Amazing Spider-Man know. 2? I honestly don't know why they, they figured, you know. Because um, of movies? Yeah. I guess, So man. other They were thinking about other parts for this thing. Like, I, we don't know what other thing. They were thinking of parts for Idris Ilba, uh, Francis McDormand. Uh, Brian Cranston and Jackie Chan for to put. <laughs> I don't know how they were going to. Who is Jackie Chan portraying? I have no. We don't know. Mister Negative. Could have been. Uh, well, uh, that's not bad. Okay. Um, now, 
for Sandman, oh, they God. were re-stuttered. <clears throat> really, really, really wanted Tom Hardy. You know, Mad Max. Mr. Mr. I am Captain for Reckoning. You know, that guy, you know, Mr. Bane. And the or Cap- Bane. Captain, Picard, Captain Picard's clone. Yeah, J- yeah. or the guy, <laughs> in, or the guy in Mad, who plays Mad Max now and stuff. And so, uh, oh gosh. And you, you, I don't know, you want me to read the pitch that Goddard, he sent? Yes, he sent, and read that last line so I can go the hell off. Oh my gosh, okay, okay. All right, let me hear it. Okay, hear he it. says, here's, here's, what, uh, here's what Goddard wrote to Pascal about how he was doing the pitch. He says, I'm going to write him up a note this weekend, but off the top of my head, some possible talking points are, we're doing something different. It's time to celebrate the bad guys for once. We're inspired by the classic team mission of movies, Dirty Dozen, Magnificent Seven, Guns of Navarro. We want that spirit, that swagger. He put swagger the, in all caps. Caps, yes. If the Spider-Man franchise is the Beatles, then we are the Sex Pistols. God <laughs> damn, they are trying too hard. Yeah. Clint Marco is going to steal the show. The character is pure id, the anarchist enthusiast of the team. We have to have fun, in all caps, while celebrating being bad. Tom embodies that anarchy, that triumphant (laughs) nihilism. We've seen him tap into that spirit before in roles like Bronson, but now we have the chance to crank the volume up to 11. You know, he's going to storm through London at the end of the end like God frickin' Godzilla. That not... That is not purple prose. He's going to be as tall as a skyscraper. That's in all caps. In the third act of the movie, what does Doctor Strange have? Magic tricks? F you, magic tricks. We got a skyscraper, Tom Hardy knocking down buildings. Four explanation points, by the way, at the end of that. Hmm. So, yeah. Here's so, my middle I, finger to Drew Goddard. Yeah. Someone hold yeah, me back. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Magic oh, my arts. God. Yeah, Magic tricks. Yeah, you just lost the two big Doctor Strange, the, the Doctor Strange fans. I've actually instantly. said positive things about this guy and his work before, and oh. and, and when you read when you posted that, and mm-hmm. I even said at one point when, it, when he was rumored to be the Spider-Man director for the uh, for the the third film, or no, for the reboot. I was like, yeah. this is probably a positive thing. But after I read this, I was like, dude, no. Go jump in a lake. <laughs> he also doesn't understand what purple prose is. He also doesn't understand. He also uh, doesn't understand the character of Flint Marco. No, so. he's not cool. <laughs> I, yeah, he doesn't celebrate being bad. No, he's he's conflicted. He's, yes, at times he is very conflicted over over the, the life of villain that he has chosen. They're, they're taking the images of these characters and giving them their own personality. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, they're Dan slotting it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, and I haven't even gotten into what the apparent plot of this thing is. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, because we haven't – now, we don't have a script. No one's seen a script for this, but based on the emails that we've seen, the story would have evolved – The script is Tom Hardy's hot. Yeah. The script, he's knocking down buildings. Yeah. Sand the, pil- the, script, the story would have involved breaches in the space-time continuum, um, Pandora's box wow. – um, and there's some sequences of parents in London. Oh, and get this, a major plot points or action scenes taking place in the Savage Land, which means the Sinister Six were going to be fighting dinosaurs in Antarctica. And this sparked a whole other round of emails. Oh, yes. About because whether or not they can even use a savage land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because apparently in the months of development... Somebody didn't quite under know whether or not they actually had the rights to use the Savage Land. In fact, 
nobody knew who had the rights to Savage Land because the Savage Land first appeared by name in Mystery Marvel Comics 22, so it could have been a Marvel property, but it also appeared in X-Men number 10, so it could have been a Fox property. And yeah. this got, you know, Amy Pascal was pretty peeved about this because she's like, you know, we've known about this for weeks and with the trop- uh, we were setting the story on- we were setting the story on a tropical island with dinosaurs and time travel portals. We cannot be in a vulnerable position in any way in the story. And he says, and so they had a shit ton uh, of meetings on this. Oh yeah, the other pro- Sa- another Savage Land meeting, guys. Yep. Let's go yep. to the Savage Land meeting. Oh yeah, the other pro- <laughs> the other problem with this is that um, uh, was uh, involving uh, Andrew Garfield because he wasn't quite sure if this counted as his third movie or not because he was under a third three film contract. And he wanted out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was like, well, is this, he's like, yeah, because he was like thinking, is this going to be my, count as my third film? Because if so, yeah, then, that, then I'll be out about this. I would think it would, if Spider-Man's in it, mm-hmm. and he's playing Spider-Man, that's three damn movies. Yep. And by the way, um, do you know who the quote-unquote final boss of this thing was going to oh, be? Oh, yeah. Oh, OMG. I mean, G-O-G. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Now, Gog. Yes. When I, I had, now, when I saw Gog. that, I was initially thinking, okay, are they talking Guardians of the Galaxy? But no. And, um, JR, since you are our Spidey history expert, can you explain to the, our audience who Gog is? <laughs> Gog was a space alien who crash landed <laughs> in the Savage Land and was raised by Craven the Hunter. Yep. <laughs> yep, in that yeah, classic, he's a in, very Spider-Manish character. <laughs> in that classic Roy Thomas Guild Kane two-parter that um, where uh, Gwen Stacy was, where they had the Tarzan thing going on, or uh, with the, she was posing for pictures. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why they went there. That's right. They yeah. went to this. Yeah. So somehow they were going to tie that in with Doc Ock kind of summoning a Gog um, out of like whatever the space time portal thing involving Pandora's box or something and. Um, well, and if that wasn't going to work, they might, you know, because remember there was earlier um, rumor about how Spider-Man, that's supposed to be the movie where Spider-Man would get his black costume. Yeah, that was, that turned out to be true. So, yes. Every he, morning, Amy Pascal ought to wake up, get out of bed, have a cup of coffee, or as I like to call it, a cup of SDFU, and, <laughs> and thank God that Kevin Feige stepped in to save them. Mm-hmm. Or thank God... Uh, <laughs> I, think, I feel like all of these emails just need to be rounded up and used as material mm-hmm. for the newest dare campaign. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing, and, yeah, the, and the thing about tying, uh, tying, uh, using the black costume thing for this thing. Uh, Refresh me again. How are they getting the black costume again for Spider-Man out of this? Oh, I guess because apparently he would somehow get the black costume. Uh, Who? Spidey, I guess, because this would be part of... Um, out of the Savage Land? No, I think out of Oscorp or something. And apparently, when he put the black costume on, all the other Sinister Six would make fun of him, and so he would just throw it away, and that's how uh, Venom comes to be. And I guess A.V. Arid, he was kind of... He didn't like this idea because, you know, because he figured, oh, Venom could be like its own movie or something. And the thing is, nobody liked working. Apparently, no one liked A.V. Arid at all, where he's been put and stuff, so... Yeah, there's lots of emails for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, one time, somebody emailed, or emailed Pascal about, uh, 
about Arid being upset that Matt Tolmack was getting his name in front of A.V. Arid's on oh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Amy Pascal fired off an email to somebody else and says, can you please deal please with deal this? Please deal with I, this, yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, let's move on. Uh, anything else on Sinister Six before we've got to move on? Uh, nope. That's, um, in fact, okay. it was kind of, the segue for this is going to be the, uh, what the, um, the spinoff thing was. The, the, remember the okay. rumor about the female superhero spinoff? Yes, okay. with uh, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen. Who, who's in the cast of the spinoffs? Okay. Who do we got? Okay, the spinoff that they decided that they were going to, the female-led film they were going to do, yeah. was a Silver Sable film. Okay. Okay. And the th- By the way, what happened to Silver Sable? Did Slot, what? Did slot kill her? What, whatever happened She's to her? She's still, quote-unquote, dead. Dead, yeah. We what, have... what was that plot about? That's never been resolved. Oh, Dan Slot just wanted to kill somebody. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, that they were really, and about the Silver, anyway, about uh, the Silver Sable film, which apparently was going to be scripted by um, Lisa Joy. Um, that's why it goes back to uh, George's comment about how they really want Lisa Joy involved in some All of this had, had more to do with Lisa Joy than it did anything Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they want, they want a Silver Sable spinoff movie. Yes, and this wasn't just a spy, Amazing Spider-Man spinoff film. This was also a Sinister Six spinoff, too, because it would tie into that film. They they'd introduce Sable in the Sinister Six. No 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 they would know that this would be a sort of a quasi sequel to the Sinister Six movie. Why? Ah, uh, you're or guessing. How? Okay, I'm getting to that uh, because okay. part of this thing um, because part of the uh, the film was that um, the premise of the film was that Silver um, she wanted to have her own version of the Wild Pack like her dad. Yes. But then the wild but then her dad and the Wild Pack disappeared when they were um, in, I guess involving. Uh, Doc Ock, or the other villain of choice, Mr. Negative. Uh. Yeah. Um, so, uh. so Silver Sable gets a team to try to get a team together, um, and her team, I guess, would have consisted of the Black Cat, yes, she was going to be in this film too, um, apparently, um, Angeli- Angela Barnacle, also known as Stunner, <laughs> Raul Quinto, um, who? Apparently, this is a guy in the comics who was a member of the, I guess, her the Wild Pack. But in this film, it's supposed to be like this was a guy who was part of her dad's team and was left behind. is in a wheelchair, and he's now quote the Q of Sable Industries. Oh, I I I just clicked on your link. I I yeah. I was one of the ones that collected that series back in the nineties. Yeah. I didn't mind Silver yeah. Sable. Yeah, and also they were thinking of having. Um, Overdrive in the film is too, as the, yeah, as the Overdrive. yeah, as or some other token male character who's underestimated, and left by whoever the villain's going to be. Wow, it's yeah. like they sent an intern out to the comic shop to get the most <laughs> recent shit that had come out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, the intern and came back with shit that was like a few years, you know, several years old, but it was like, Here. why didn't they just bring back Superior Foes and make that damn movie? Oh, I know, but I mean, but yeah, apparently the reason how this was going to tie into. Um, so Sinister Six was that possibly Doc Ock was trying to retrieve his wife in a parallel universe and or some such and so and one of the characters that they would and there was going to be one scene where uh, they were trying to fight the, the, the Silver Sable and the Wild Pack um, they were going to get assembled and they're going to try to fight um, wherever the villain is but then Spidey would come into the rescue. However, this Spidey would have a twist. When this, this Spider-Man removed its mask, it would reveal to be a woman. 
and oh, this oh. and and it would be Gwen Stacy. <laughs> That's right. They were thinking <sighs> about doing a Spider Gwen uh, right around the same time Marvel was kind of coming up with a Spider Gwen. They were coming up with their own Spider-Gwen for the film. Okay. Yeah, that's how they were... So, let's see. We've gone through Amazing Spider-Man 2. We've just seen the Sinister Six movie. Yes. Now we're watching Silver Sable and the Wild Pack. And the final scene, somebody comes through the portal... And it's and it's Emma Stone dressed as Spider Gwen. No, it's not. Well, that's not even the final scene. That's how she she's going to join the team. Oh, over the course well, of the film. Oh, okay. So that's as early in the film. Yeah, this is Emma like the Stone first. This is like the first act, apparently. Okay. So this is Emma Stone's third commitment movie. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a line from Super Troopers that applies to every goddamn bit of this. Okay. If you've never seen Super Troopers before, uh, for those of you who have, you know, you'll recognize what I'm about to say. But there's a line in there, and it is desperation is a stinky cologne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one. Smells Every bit of this smells desperate to yeah. to just take to get blood from a stone. Oh yeah, uh, very much so. And then much. finally, while all this is going on. Yeah. There was a guy from uh, I believe from um, I believe it was um, the ex- uh, named uh, Juan Capet, who was the executive credit director of creative advertising advertising at Screen Gems, and he who which is Screen Gems is a subsidiary of Sony, and so he decided to propose his own plan for a Spider-Man franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll try to get through here or, or short here to go through the for the, the ideas that he pitched again. So, so his okay. So, so along with the Sinister Six, he was thinking of having seven additional Spider-Man sequels and tie-ins. Oh my God! Yeah, which would go all the way up to like uh, 2020. It's coming out ver- twice a year. It's the movie version of Event Fatigue. Oh yeah. So. His ideas included Amazing Spider-Man Craven, um, which was essential, or which was essentially, which was a prequel to the Amazing Spider-Man Two. So basically, it was Amazing Spider-Man One Point Five, or translation, this is the film uh, we should have done for Amazing Spider-Man Two because the actual Amazing Spider-Man Two sucked, you know, sucked, sucked ass. But um, so that, um, but so this film would have had Craven. Um, I guess tracking down Spidey. This was his part of his idea that Traven would track down Spidey to try to bring him in, and this was how Norman Osborn would be involved, and he would get try to get Peter's blood to cure him, and that he or would Norm- become the Green Norman's, Goblin. Norman's head. <laughs> yeah, and he would get, and he would Norm- mm. no, but remember, this is a prequel. This is taking place oh, before. Right, yeah, yeah. This is re- taking place before Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so this is one spy, This is a Spider-Man sequel called Spider-Man Craven. Yeah, okay. well, it's not a sequel; it's a prequel. It's Amazing it's a Spider-Man one point five, essentially. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that okay. was his one idea. Yeah. So then, then, then would come the Sinister Six, and then after that film, how many movies are we up to? Oh gosh, we are, we're we're now up to <laughs> um, I don't know, but look, look, if we went into along with their timeline, we got Amazing Spider-Man one, Amazing Spider-Man two, Sinister Six, Sp- uh, Silver Sable, Venom, Spider. Venom, yep. Craven, and then your next one, which is 2099. Yes, Amazing Spider-Man 2099. They were going to have amazing. There was going to have this one was going to be kind of an origin. Uh, you know, this was their Captain America film, except from World War II. He would be from the future, <laughs> so because okay. he was going to be sent because 
at the climax at the end of the film, he was going to be sent back to the present day, and that this film was going to involve either Cron Stone Venom to or Twin and Twenty Nine Nine as a villain or Morloon. Mm. Yeah, Morlun was it, yeah was going to chase him through time and try to devour him and stuff. So oh, then, because he could yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. God, how many movies is this? I don't know. Jesus. But then we had. But then after that do, film, do you think? Here, do you think uh, Andrew Garfield got cc'd on all this shit? No, he's I like, oh, no, screw no, it. No. I am out. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not getting to that Sony party. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> so this would also include yeah Venom would could thing. Did would he was also proposed a Black Cat film. And so then, so then we, so then we like got. Anybody's gonna go see a Black Cat solo film. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, but yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but anyways, so so Spider, so Spider, so the Spider-Man films, um, the Spider-Man twenty-nine film, uh, the Venom film, and the Black Cat film would all converge into their into the film that every, the, the event that quote this guy is saying that the event that everyone has been waiting. Carnage, Maximum Carnage. It's the movie. That yeah, pretty much. That's what it was essentially is, and it says this would be. He says this would be a hard PG thirteen with the possibility of an unrated bloodier version for home entertainment. Peter and Spidey, Miguel and Venom Black and Black Cat, Cat fighting take on Carnage. Carnage, Carnage. And then after that film, we get to Phase Two. Oh God! Plan, oh, have mercy. which was oh, another, yeah. which was a sequel to. Spider uh, the Spider Man twenty ninety nine sequel. This is, this and, is the film equivalent of, of Stop or Stop Stop I'm already dead. Yeah. <laughs> and if you thought that the idea of a maximum carnage film was oh, desperate. We, we we we're going even deeper into the well. <laughs> oh yes. Nineteen nineties. Yes. For the Hit second half of twenty ninety nine for this guy's proposed pitch, Amazing Spider Man, Jackal. Yeah, we were going to have. He was thinking Clone, Clone Saga, Saga the movie. Yeah, and it, I, I love this. And I'm sure George, I know you love this description when I said instead of where, yes. where the description of the thing where instead of using the blood and tissue samples that Norman and Craven required, he creates two low grade clones of Peter, who will Which eventually is- be Ben Riley and the other Kane. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I love the low grade part. That was awesome. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that was the one guy's. We got one more film that uh, were a sequel to Twenty Ninety Nine. Yeah, okay, that that was going to have the Mac Gargan. The Scorpion. sequel to Twenty Ninety Nine. Yeah, why don't we just call it Spider Man Twenty One Hundred? Well, and yeah, it, it, the thing is, what's funny is, I mean, there's one guy I know who was kind of when looking at this, describing as you know, again going back to like, oh, this can't be real and everything. And it's like, no, 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 because this, this, this reads like fanfic. Well, the one guy says, well, no, yeah, this was real, and it's, imagine if a, a fanfic writer got into the top echelons of Sony. This is the kind of stuff we, we get. So, Sounds which is, about right. Yeah, but because he, he, clearly this guy was reading way too many Spider-Man comics. And, that, yeah. Thank you for getting through all that. Let me open it up to, to J.R. and Ashley. We haven't heard from J.R. You've been very quiet. Let me hear your thoughts on all these sequels. Someone was clearly on crack cocaine this whole time. <laughs> I mean, I... I mean, I, well, right? first, of, first of all, it, it's like, who would... What, 
you, you, I'm incredulous that they would even think that anybody would watch these, that anybody would pony up money to make these things. I mean, you know, as expensive as movies are, I mean, you can't make a movie for less than $150 million these days, and it's like, you're going to spend $150, $200 million for, for, for this? Uh, you know, and then, Spider-Man Jackal, Spider-Man Venom. And, and Venom there's maybe, so many Venom. of them. You know, when are you going to release them? I mean, it's, well, it looks looks like two a year. It's what it looks like well, in these emails. The other thing is too is that Pat that, that Pascal was kind of worried about well that about the Sinister Six is whether or not this was going to go over budget because I guess oh, it was duh. because it was going. I think it was what was it? It was like in the range of she didn't want to spend two hundred million plus on Sinister Six alone. Because it was just, but I mean, just even if every one of these movies appear uh, was produced, mm-hmm. they they couldn't get Andrew Garfield to be in all of them. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, he'd be in his fifties <laughs> by the time he got done with his show. No, Andrew Garfield was done. Andrew Garfield had already said he he was only going to do that third movie, and then he was gone. Right. So they they would have recast. They would have had to. Yeah. Yeah. After. After Sinister Six, right? Because and so, yeah, because so we got Asa Butterfield in <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man, Craven, Twenty Nine Nine, Venom, Black Cat, Carnage, Jackal, Twenty One Hundred. Oh my God! What I mean, a there's, there isn't you, even any yeah. kind of practical sense to any of this. This is like no, so it's it's desperation. It would have been diminishing returns oh, because people have been like, "Oh my God, we're done." Uh, Ashley, what do you think of all this mess? Just. Good riddance. Burn it all to the ground. Here's here's the thing, and and I, and I know a lot of fans want to see a clone movie, or they want to see this, or they want to see that. The the Spider-Man universe that Sony has, and that they're finally tapping back into Marvel, um, is not as big and diverse as stable. Not 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 even near as what Marvel has. Marvel can do this kind of thing where they do this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, this because they have so much original shit still to use. Yeah. With with this, every bit of this diminishes Spider Man and diminishes mm-hmm. Spider Man's mm-hmm. importance. It's like I say, dil- you know, it's diluting yep. the character. Oh yeah. And and so I I know you know fans are like, well, we can see this and we we, we can see the clones and and this and then the clones and people want to see the clones and Spider Gwen. Actually, very few people say that. People on Tumblr. And then, <laughs> but the thing is, is you're you're not going to get those. The Spider-Man universe has one central story to tell, and it's Spider-Man. The rest of it, you can maybe get a Venom movie out of it, and I'm sorry. I I know everybody thinks there's all this big demand to see a Venom movie. It's not going to – I don't think it's going to translate that well to the rest of the the damn country. Everybody in the country knows who the hell Spider-Man is. Everyone on Earth knows who Spider-Man is. Not a lot of people know who – and you know, proportionally, not a lot of people. Know they know he's a villain. villain. I don't think that. I don't think they want to go see a Venom movie. Well, yeah, they want to see a Spider-Man with Venom movie. Well, there's not as much uh, interest in this with the general. Well, public. apparently, AVR was convinced that Venom was popular. You know why? Because he was watching the circulars. That was his favorite pastime, according to this thing. You know, so he says, if you look at the Toys R Us circular, you will see that the Disney Infinity game features Venom as a character. And he says, I think Venom will be one of the biggest movies ever made. And so he was basing this on toys, on the way the, you know, the Disney Infinity video game, apparently. And oh, that's how he could, he was convinced that because of that, that Venom would have the, you know, a big, big film or something. So, 
let's uh, get away a bit from the Sony talk and go to the Marvel talk mm-hmm. about Kevin Feige. Yeah. George, this one is your topic. He <coughs> got involved a little bit with the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie uh, and, and wrote some suggestions on how to improve Yeah, it. you know, and we've let's talked about, about that. this. The, the relationship between Marvel and Sony is actually pretty close. Um, yeah. They actually get along very well. Not a, not like Sony or uh, Marvel and Fox, and which Fox. are like, you're dead to me. But um, yeah. Feige saw an early cut of the film and had uh, some notes of his own uh, that he gave to Amy Pascal. Some I agree with and some that I don't. You know, I always talk about Kevin Feige in such glowing terms, but I've lost, I've lost a little bit of my faith in Feige. Uh, it took a hit. Uh, this past month when they came out with some of the Doctor Strange casting, they said, oh yeah, you know, the uh, 500-year-old Tibetan dude, it's going to be a white chick now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, you know, it's uh, he had some notes, and, and again, I agreed with some of them, but I'm not going to go into them because literally this, this would take me, you know, 20 minutes to get through, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah. He liked Electro, which is wrong. And I'm sorry, anyone, if you're out there listening and you're like, but I really liked Electro, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong for that. I agree. Electro is the worst Electro part of that movie. Electro is easily the worst part of that movie. I agree. Uh, but he really liked Electro. Um, he said, uh, feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment, the one with this crazy mother, which makes him seem completely crazy. Unlike the rest of the goddamn movie, Kevin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, he says, can Electro hum Itsy Bitsy Spider before he plays it electronically? Maybe we can use this again. Please, God, if you're listening, and I'm talking directly to God, not, not in general. I am speaking to the Almighty, to the Creator. Please don't let that happen. Please, please, please let that die now. They got it out of their system. Please let, let them, make them let it go. Okay. Um... On the Rhino, he said, tone down Paul Giamatti's performance. He seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. Sony didn't get the memo on that one. No. <laughs> um, on Peter and Gwen, uh, he says, at one point, he says, uh, he says, can we recut the dim sum, the dim, you know, the Chinese food scene, the dim sum scene, uh, which is hard to say, the dim sum scene, uh, so that it doesn't feel so repetitive of their breakup in the last movie. Can Peter be more honorable and definitive and less wishy-washy? And yep. at the time I was thinking, I was thinking, was he talking to Sony or was he talking to Marvel Publishing? <laughs> you know? Did he have the Avengers help him break up with Gwen? Right. No. Right. Only, only yeah. the power of Thor can get me through this one. <laughs> um, Woman, I'm laying down the hammer. On, on Ant-Man. J.R. will like this. I don't know if J.R. read this, uh, read Feige's note. On, on Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, he didn't like the fact that uh, May tells Peter his parents were spies because two seconds later he finds out that they are not, and, it, and again he fights with the idea that he's not an ordinary kid. A lot of this, Feige is telling Sony, you're getting too far away from Spider-Man is just a kid from Queens, yeah. which is what he needs to be. Um, he likes the idea that Aunt May finds out he's Spider-Man, finds the costume... Instead of just, you know, the Rosemary, you know, Harris, uh, Aunt May winking at him, you know, like, yeah, I, I kind of know you're Spider-Man. Um, and I, I do. I, I, I like that bit. I, I like Aunt May knowing, finding out in the movie that he's Spider-Man and, and learning to deal with that. Because it was one of the most interesting things that happened in the comics in the 2000s was, was the whole thing where Aunt May knew all of a sudden, you know. 
how we how we got there was a little clunky, but you know, or the not not clunky and how she how she found out, but you know the the aftermath, you know, and talking about guilt and so forth. Um, on you know, he talks about Peter and Spider Man and Andrew, and he. One note that he says is, we're distracted by the idea that Peter became Spider-Man because of his father's blood. All this special backstory with his super scientist dad fights with the idea that Peter is a normal kid from Queens who becomes the greatest superhero in the world. Number one, yeah. Number one, he's dead on. Yeah. You are really getting away with all this goddamn parents bullshit. Yeah. Number two, he called Spider-Man the greatest superhero in the world. Yep. And I was like, Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, exactly. Um, and he goes on just to talk about how a lot of uh, you know, some of the other scenes, like the dancing mortician, was kind of cliche. And I'm like, dude, this whole damn movie is filled with cliches. You know, for, in, including Electro, who's a leftover from uh, the uh, the Joel Schumacher Batman films, and uh, and Doctor Kafka, <laughs> who was also a leftover from the do- you know oh. <laughs> Batman Joel Schumacher. Robert. But you know, uh, Batman yeah. films. So Feige had you know had some had some uh, some interesting notes there, and uh, again, not all of them I agree with. Uh, you know, it troubles me that he thinks Electro was awesome. That really troubles the hell out of me. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <clears throat> the villains were the worst part of that movie. They were the worst part of the the Amazing Spider-Man one and two. I didn't like the villains. In any I like the lizard. Out of, out of all the Garfield movies, out of both Garfield, well, I like the yeah. more than anyone else. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, there's another. It seems like it's all movie news. And Jr., you've got this one. It's almost like we didn't do news for two months. <laughs> <laughs> We're having to catch up. Uh, this one is confirmed. This is this is a definite movie that's coming out because Sony and Marvel are teaming up for this one. Jr. in 2018. An animated Spider-Man movie. Tell me about about this one a little bit. Uh, yeah, this this I don't know what to make of this, but they announced the, that they were going to do a, an animated Spider-Man movie. The the Lego Movie directors yeah. are going to do it, and frankly, well, it says they're the the filmmaking duo behind Twenty Two Jump Street and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which <laughs> I didn't see the latter one. Uh, I've seen both 22 Jump Street movies, and, and uh, that, 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 I don't... Not much faith, huh? No, it just, no, I like, they were funny. I, I watched them with Spencer, and it's like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I think it's funny because he thinks it's funny or, or what, but anyway, but but I didn't like the Lego movie. I thought the Lego movie was a dud. Uh, oh, but, I like the Lego movie. I did not think everything was awesome about that one. I I was with Jr. on this one. I'm I'm I think it's just an average movie, yeah. honestly. So, but but you know, so anyway, so they're going to make this Spider-Man film, but apparently we've got some conflicts on whether or not it's going to uh, loop in with the uh, the live action franchise. Uh, one press release says it's going to be independent, and then I think there's something else that says that well, it's going to be in, it's going to kind of be looped in with it. Um, I just this this just bugs the hell out of me. I mean, it just wh- wh- why would you uh, why would you do this? Why why would you do this? Why would you make a money animated film? Yeah, let's see, money money my ass. I mean, it's like <laughs> how is more, more problems? How are you going to make money? I mean, it's like an animated who, Spidey. Oh my god, that could potentially it, make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Not, not if it's not, not any good. I mean, and if no, Sony, if it sucks, no. 
Sony's if Sony's driving this, then I'm worried. I mean, it's Arad Tolmach and Amy Pascal, and you know, I mean, uh, uh, did you call him Rod? Tolmach. No, he said Arad Tolmach. Arad. Well, I thought he said Rod Tolmach, and I was no. like, wow, what, what did you get Rod from? I just said Rod and Tolmach, and what is it? Did you ask Jr. where he got his Rod from? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I was curious as to where our, where Jr. was getting his Rod. <laughs> He, From he the Bass Pro, like shot. all old guys do. <laughs> Bass Pro, I got my rod. Oh, have you seen my reel? Uh. Uh. <laughs> but any, any. So, so you're not excited for an animated? No, not start? in the slightest. Not in the slightest. No. Well, no. I mean, I don't know. We'll, who know, we'll know how exactly this is going to be um, shown or something. But it kind of reminds me of a while back um, when uh, when the Christopher Nolan's Batman films were coming out, and that uh, DC. Uh, did a um, they sort of did a direct to video sort of an in between uh, film of uh, Bat- Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight Night uh, where it was called a uh, Batman Gotham Night which was sort of like sort of like a series uh-huh. of vengeance and stuff like that. It was short short story stories short stories yeah. I'm they if they did now they could do something like that like something that this could be this could be something like a film like maybe could felt like if if. If say Spider Man is actually going to appear in the next Captain America film, and that this could be done as a sort of a, a side project to kind of fill in the gap between that film and whatever the Spider Man film Sony's going to put out, as sort of like a promo, as almost like a big extended promo for the Spider Man, the new Spider Man film or something. What, what kind of animation happening? Are... The Spider Man movie is coming out in 2017, and I think this thing was scheduled for 2018. 18. Yeah. No, it, I thought it said it says here. Oh, okay, it says for 18 July 20th. Oh, okay, so this is, okay, so this is so then this is coming. So, so what kind of yeah. animation are we wanting? Are we wanting like Pixar animation, where he looks like The Incredibles? That kind of animation? Are I'm, we talking about? Uh, like Mask of the Phantasms? No, I mean look at look at who the, look at the creative talent, Brad. It's all comedy. It's going to be lighthearted and comical. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is this is made for younger kids. I mean, that, everything about this tells yeah. the Lego Movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, tells me that they're aiming for like grade schoolers. But I think he's talking about the animation style itself. Well, you're not going to have Mask of the Phantasm animation for great. Oh movies. no, this is going to be computer. This could, this could be a this CG. is going to be an uh, Pixar-ish looking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there a Spider-Man storyline uh, that is aimed for a kid audience that they could adapt? Anything that comes to mind that would be kid-friendly? Just have Spider-Man in it and have him fighting a, a villain or two that are... I mean, you, you can do it without it even being goofy. You don't need to make it goofy. You can just... I mean, Spider-Man himself is very funny. Amazing Spider-Man Annual number one? You want to bring the Sinister Six in? Oh, there yeah. You go. I mean, yeah. It's, everything mm-hmm. else is this goddamn Sinister Six, so might as well. You could save a lot of money by putting all the we, six. In we the went how many years? We went like twenty years without seeing the Sinister Six. Remember from like everybody wants them from, now, from yeah. their from their first appearance to like what when Larson brought them back to, to the nineties, yeah. And and now they're everybody. goddamn everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't know. Right. I mean, to me, I see. I could see like a Spider-Man cartoon series or so. Well, hell, we already got that bullshit, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I would see using it on a different platform. But why would you have both live-action and animated theatrical releases? That seems that doesn't that that seems like it's more a dilution of the brand than actually uh, expanding the brand. Because the animated yeah, well, stuff's going to appeal to a to a different crowd. Not everybody that that goes to see an Avengers movie is going to take their kids to see it. Some of them are going to think this is too violent for my kid. 
Mm-hmm. Why would little Johnny want to go see Spider-Man in the theater when he can see Spider-Man on his but, television? Yeah, you could take a three-year-old to go see uh, to go see uh, an animated movie. Maybe not so much the Avengers, where you know Loki stabs Greg Coulson through the chest or Phil Coulson through the chest. I, mean, I, w- I was taking I took I took Spencer to Spider-Man too. He wasn't you know. free, huh? My dad took me to go see American War- Werewolf in London in the theater, and I ran out screaming. <laughs> Doesn't make it right. I mean, you know, that explains a lot. Ashley, we haven't heard. Are you excited for an animated Spider-Man movie or? Uh, see, I can get my hopes up for it, but it just don't. wouldn't be what I was expecting. <laughs> I like the idea of it because there was the 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 line of like the straight to DVD movies. Like you know, we had Doctor Strange. They had the uh, the the anime for Iron Man, Wolverine, and those were you know yeah. They, they, yeah, they the, Lions, the Lionsgate ones were better than what Marvel's been putting out. Yeah, and I think uh, recently it'd be great to see Spider-Man put to some really great animation. Is like you know something really yeah. dynamic, and, and I would love to see it. it would, I guarantee it you, well. but yeah, it's, that's not what it's going to be. I guarantee you, at some point, Pixar is going to do something Marvel-related. Well, uh, yeah. Jr. kind of alluded to it. Uh, that bullshit that we have now has been renewed for a fourth season. That's just, this is probably a good point uh, to bring up the other news about this cartoon that that you that concerns you and I, Brad. The, what do you... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're kind of... <laughs> George and I have been talking, and we haven't done a Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon review show in a while. And I think that's one of the things that killed that that killed my love of doing the podcast, is doing that damn show. It is not that's a so- good cartoon. It's not. We don't have fun doing it. it. It's a bitch fest about how we don't really care for it. So we're ending the Ultimate Spider-Man review podcast. It's just a. It's just. It was a, another hour, hour and a half every month of something that neither one of us really. It got to the point so, where having to watch it was a beatdown. It was, and and it and it wasn't worth the payoff. I don't no. think. Uh, the, the other show that is really uh, meticulous, that takes a lot of effort to produce, uh, this, the new show, it doesn't take that much. It's just uh, time-consuming how much topics there are, especially when you take three months, two months. <laughs> right? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the satellites, I, that one people download a lot and they listen to, but I, we, I just can't do the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon anymore. And that ought to... That ought to uh, and neither can George. We're just done with that yeah. one. <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's got a fourth season. <laughs> George, they renewed it. I thought it was ending. Why are you? But why are you not, asking me? This is not my segment. This was not delegated not, to me. Who's, who's uh, this? Is JR? This? No, this actually was, uh, it is delegated to you, George. Oh, I thought it was JR. Nope. No, no I, I got it. Doesn't watch that show. Oh, yeah. yeah there's your okay. name is next. I'm to sorry. It. Hey, Ashley, what is that sound effect again? Wubba boom. Wubba boom, George. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, so, everyone. Uh, I brought so, the evil upon us. So yeah, the uh, the the ultimate uh, <laughs> Spider-Man cartoon is getting a four season, which will uh, feature Miles Morales, Agent Venom, Iron Spider, which is actually not Peter Parker, and the mis- it's Amadeus Cho. and the mysterious Scarlet Spider, who is probably a goddamn clone. Uh, and uh, so that's uh, when when I wrote that up, I I. I was like, is this the longest-running Spider-Man cartoon of all time? And I, I, I broke it down by numbers. And the 1967 show had 52 episodes. The 1981 syndicated show had 26. Amazing Friends, 24 episodes. Animated series from the 90s, 65 episodes. Unlimited, oh, 13 episodes. 
the the MTV Spider-Man show had 13 episodes. Spectacular Spider-Man, my favorite. <laughs> 26 episodes, Ashley's too. And this, the ultimate Spider-Man, will now surpass all the other programming and have the most episodes of a Spider-Man. That is cartoon. so sad because it sucks so hard. Oh, yeah, 104 man. episodes will be produced for this animated series, where in the fourth season he goes up against the Sinister Six. I'm going to quote uh, one of our uh, someone who commented on our because you posted it on the front page, and, yeah. and the first po- the first comment we had on this All right, was from Wolf Cipher, who said there is <laughs> there is no goddamn justice in the world. And another uh, poster I just saw it. Hobo Goblin says in all caps. Oh my God! Why won't you die? Show <laughs> <laughs> nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, is anybody excited for this? Sure. Okay. No, I just think it proves, though, frankly, maybe you know, at the risk of being cynical, maybe we should just give up. It's obvious that it's obvious that we don't matter anymore. As you know, us fans, either I was going to say us older fans, but you know, Ashley's not too much older <laughs> than my my daughter, my own daughter. So, which actually, I've got to get up in the morning and drive to Bowling Green and go get her car. So, I'm going to bail out of here if, if in about the next five minutes, if you ain't done. But I, but <laughs> that's JR's rap sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I've got to like I said, I've I know I I've got to get up. I've just kind of been hanging on for a while. But but yeah. it, we don't matter anymore. If the, as long as they're willing to produce this yeah. shit, then we maybe we are the minority. Maybe we are just a frustrated internet minority that doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, because they're not making the. I mean, if they weren't making money with this thing, they wouldn't be making it. I don't think. I would agree. It's would it's agree. sad because it didn't have to be like this. You know, and this is it's funny because right now, you movie wise, speaking just cinematically, you have we're at a moment in time when Marvel is doing everything right, and DC can't catch a effing break mm-hmm. because they just don't have a clue, and everything that they're doing smacks of desperation and and just general cluelessness. But DC, as far as animation goes, DC schooled Marvel all the way back in the 90s. And they still are. And they still are. I mean, with that excellent, with all the DC animated stuff, Marvel could have done something like that here. They chose not to because it would have been more difficult. It would have been harder to do. It would have taken more effort. And they took the easy way out and made it stupid. All right, last topic before we wrap this show up. Uh, George, you've also got this one. It was alluded to by Dan Slott himself that he may not return to the Amazing Spider-Man title after Secret Wars. Take me through this one. All right. Well, CBR ran an interview with uh, Dan Slott, and by interview I mean an ad uh, for uh, (laughs) (laughs) Renew Your Vows. That sums it up pretty much, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Because there wasn't anything really new brought up in this thing. It was just you know, kind of going over the same shit that's already been covered, just in different But wording. there's a sentence in there that, that piqued my interest. There was a sentence towards the end yes. of this interview where uh, Dan Slott says that he can't confirm whether or not he'll still be on the book after Renew Your Vows. This is the first time yep. we've gotten anything resembling a you know a hint of Dan Slott may be exiting. Up until now, Steve Wacker and Nick Lowe uh, telling us that Dan Slott is the best writer ever born uh, and that they're just so in love with him and that the rest of us can suck it. 
And uh, and so this is the first time that we've gotten this. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be here or not. Our long, na- as Gerald Ford, our law said, you know, as Gerald Ford would say, our long national nightmare may be over. But here's the thing: if some of you are out there hearing this, or some of you read it on the site, are like, "Oh my God, finally, we're going to get a new writer. We're going to get fresh blood in here. Dan Slott's finally going to be off this title." As with anything Spider-related, this is the best advice I can give you. Don't get excited. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Because it, it, this just may be something with Dan Slott's trying to drop some drama so he can get more love on Twitter. He'll do this every now and then. You know, He'll post something on Twitter, and then people are like, No, I love you, Dan Slott. I want to have, have your man babies and everything else. You know, <laughs> And uh, oh, that's disgusting. I just freaked myself <laughs> out. Um but you don't get excited about this. Uh, now, Brad has a theory, and, and I can see this, and this, I've actually seen mm-hmm. it now in a couple of it, other places. It may have changed since some new information, but go ahead. What's my that, theory? That here? Bendis may be taking oh. over. That that slot may be exiting, and Bendis might be taking over. I Here's the thing that, that I can see it happening, but it, you know, because I can see Marvel saying, well, Bendis, you know, we we – Kind of need a new direction for this character, and and you know, and Bendis is somebody who you know we we know as as a interested in Spider Man, but the, he's done Spider Man kinda, not mm-hmm. really. Well, the thing about uh, I, my theory was I, I talked about this theory at least on our little private chat about um, before the announcement of him as the ongoing Iron Man writer. Um, but the thing is, he, he can produce two books a month. We've seen this with Avengers, and we've seen this with X-Men. Spider-Man puts out two books a month. And that, and he hasn't really done the Amazing Spider-Man book. And, and granted, he's done Ultimate for ten plus years. But I think that's the logical next franchise that he hasn't tackled. But he has tackled it, kinda, sorta, not really. Exactly. <laughs> But we we know he loves Spider-Man, uh, and uh, another possible theory could be that he writes two books, one Peter Parker and Amazing Spider-Man, and the other book called The Amazing Spider-Men with Miles Morales. Yeah, in in the six one six. Because yeah, because there's um, because Miles Morales, we as we know, as anyone read the free comic book day of um, yeah. of the event of the Avengers saying Miles is Morales is going to be. Uh, an Avenger now, mm-hmm. and he's so he's coming to whatever was ever going to be the Marvel Universe after Secret Wars, and um, so. But I mean, I'm kind of wondering about this the idea of slot. He's saying, okay, I can't confirm whether or not I'll be on the book. I almost think that that in itself is kind of a promotion thing because it's kind of like they're trying to make this idea that oh, they, they remember the whole idea was like oh everything ended with Secret Wars and everything. Well. And how everything's changing after Secret Wars and stuff like that. So I think it's part of the you know the motivation thing, you know the the motive to get people hyped up more for renew your vows. And um, but I also think, from what I understand, that Slot is still kind of going to be involved with ever uh, the new direction thing because I mean he's still writing for Silver Surfer. So here's yeah, another but, th- here's another theory going out. Uh-huh. Steve Wacker has now moved to Los Angeles. Okay. Steve Wacker and Dan Slott are friends and close, and they've worked together. Mm-hmm. And Dan Slott on his Twitter has been mentioning that he has a super secret project that he can't mention that he's doing. You think maybe it's Guardians? 
maybe it's working in animation in Los Angeles with his friend Steve Walker. Whatever, and that, whatever gets that, him out of the comics. And that would take him out of New York City onto a different project and him away from the Amazing Spider-Man book. Well, unless he becomes the new uh, writer for uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Or, oh, or God, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. If that's serious, if that's what you're thinking is he's talking about. But I, I, I think the, the, panel, the panel is pretty much unanimous in that we would like him off the book. It's been since 2006. Yeah, he's, correct? he's been. Yeah, he's been there for a while. Um, he, this is. It's kind of time for somebody else to kind of step in. Um, I mean, he kind of, and you almost kind of get the feeling that even with the last volume of Amazing Spider-Man, he was kind of yes. crazily running out of gas. He, uh, his exit should have come after Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, I think so. Too. It would have yeah. looked a lot better. I would agree. Mm-hmm. It would have finished a lot stronger because the last 18 issues of Amazing Spider-Man were not remarkable. No, no. no. Uh, uh, Jr. Before you go, what's your thoughts on Slot possibly leaving? Do you do you take anything from that sentence? Well, I don't take anything from that sentence at all because I don't believe yeah. any of this, these things these people say worth the. <laughs> I, I I just I have serious doubts about their integrity and 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 honesty and everything like that. I always feel like I'm I always feel like I'm being messed with. You know, you're always. But uh, I do think it's time for a different writer. I think if they're I mean if if they're rebooting the entire universe, it doesn't make sense to have somebody from who been do, who's you know uh, the same writer on Amazing Spider-Man. But it's like George basically was saying, you know, be careful because you know I mean at least he's the devil you know. I mean if they're you know I mean hell they they may decide to keep dumbing down Spider-Man. I mean we may get somebody who writes it like they write the stupid Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. We don't know what we're going to get when Secret Wars we, is done. I would agree. We could have F's every month. And this month when we did the uh, ASM reviews, we had D's and we had C's and we had uh, a, a B's and an A. Like I said, I, I'm beginning to wonder if our our time is done. I mean, it, it's I really – I don't know what's happening after Secret Wars, and I'm beginning to wonder if just my time is done and it's time to give it up. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I was thinking a lot about this actually this past month, Jr. Um, because I I looked at that Secret Wars number one, and I and I know Mike, I know you're loving it, and Brad, oh yeah, I, yeah, uh, it's a, I'm it's, hot, I'm hot and cold. It's a confusing it. piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god, it is a I'm done with it. It is a confusing piece of trash. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, I mean, to, for a little secret preview, I did say in my review for Secret Wars. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into a review of Secret Wars right oh, now. Oh no, but I said, but I, but I did say that it's like the most confounding apocalypse since uh, Richard Kelly's Southland. But, but so, here's, but. here's the, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of event, event, event comics are not storytelling. No, yeah, well, and we, we're getting away from that. It, it's just we're, we're everything is a goddamn event. You know, everything is a, is a new, you know, world destroying thing, and and it's just I'm I'm I've got to the point where I'm just so tired of it. And I looked at Secret Wars, and mm-hmm. I saw characters dying that I've loved for decades, and I didn't ha- I didn't feel a goddamn thing. Yeah, I didn't. I and I was I was I was just like I wasn't even numbed by. It. I was just like I didn't care because yeah. I was like, you know what? It's just going to be this a, a year from now. It's going to be the same goddamn thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just, and I started thinking about that. I was like, I, like Jr. said, I'm like, uh, maybe it's, I think it's probably just moved past me. I, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I love the Spider-Man the character, but Spider-Man, we haven't, we don't really get Spider-Man the character as he should be that much anymore. No, right. Ashley, thoughts on uh, 
the topic about the slot possibly leaving? Um, George may say don't get your hopes up, but this is my one chance to get my hopes up. <laughs> I can stay disappointed and then be yeah. disappointed later, or I can be happy for this one moment and then be right. disappointed. Now here's right. and I want to point this out because we you know when we brought Ashley in. Mm-hmm. Part of part of the appeal of Ashley was the fact that Ashley is is a younger reader who all this shit is directed at. Yeah, started with Spider-Man Noir. Every bit of this shit is directed at, and even she's yawning. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of times, even I mean, a lot of times, you know, like when we talk about stuff, Ashley's right in line with the rest of us. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and so that tells me there's you know not not you know not, not everything's right on board the ship. I will mm-hmm. say though that there is sort of a. A slight curiosity factor. I mean, in terms of what's going, of uh, what the end result's going to be. But then again, people get curious about car wrecks and stuff. Well, yeah, what but, does it mean, matter in the end? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Marvel's basically telling us that they're go- they're just going to keep follow- they're they're going to follow DC's formula from here on out. We're, you know what? Mm-hmm. We'll do this for a year, then fuck it. We'll be. Oh, pardon me. God, what is it with me tonight? I'm like I'm like Lenny Bruce tonight. I don't know what's going. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they're. Then well, screw it. You know, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. reboot. We're just going to keep rebooting and rebooting and reimagining. And oh, hey, look, this guy's a chick now. And oh, hey, look over here. Mm-hmm. This this dude is this thing now. Well, they're saying that their comics are going to be like kind of structure them now, like te- like seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, just be comics for f sake. Yeah. Stop. You know, but this started under under Quesada. When Quesada first came on, they they started. I remember there were comics where they they started making their their titles page look like movie credits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop. You're not a movie. Stop trying to be one. You're a comic book. It's okay to be a comic book. You don't have to try to be something else. Mm-hmm. Let that come later and let movie people do movie things. Mm-hmm. Be a comic book. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, they were talking yeah, about try, that now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, this is seasons of stuff. I'm like, stop. Just be a comic yeah, yeah, try, trying to Trying to make it look like something, trying to make it, trying to appeal, like on the terms of the surface appeal, to try to make it look like film or TV and stuff. Is not going to change the content one iota because the content is what's ultimately going to matter. All right, gang. Final thoughts on this episode, Mike. Final thoughts. Well, um, we certainly got the tour of the sausage factory as far as a movie making. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man, we saw how we saw how sausage was made in the mo- in Hollywood, and it's not pretty. Oh, thank no. you again it's for writing all that up. You, you did amazing, literally an ultimate, uh, spectacular web of job on the front. Thank you very much. Page for writing those up. Yeah. Uh, Jr. Final thoughts on the news. Well, the news is not good. The news is just not good. <laughs> I just uh, there was no Ditko news. What's that about? I, I just don't have a very good feeling going forward. I just really don't. Ashley, final thoughts. I'm just gonna go watch Hugo. <laughs> George, final thoughts. If you ever take two months off again, I'll club you like a baby seal. <laughs> because it feels like we've been talking about news now for three hours because we had to cover old shit. <laughs> we, we, we covered two months worth of news in an hour and a half. So that's a pretty good job. And I, I dumped a couple topics, too. Yeah. So there you go. All right, gang. All right. <laughs>